Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Back into another edition of the JPP Pod Post Super Bowl edition. We got LJ and Pops in the house. What's going on, guys? It's all good. All good. We do not have Hannah rejoining us this week, I think, for obvious reasons. I barely um, did. <laughs> <laughs> the 49ers, uh, what we'll get into, the 49ers did not have quite the outcome they wanted. But I hope, as of recording this, that Andy Reid has found himself a giant burger. With some cheese on that bad boy. Did y'all hear him after the game say that that's what he was going to do to celebrate? Is get a, a big old burger? I did not see that. That's amazing. I was really hoping, I was really hoping instead of Gatorade, they just had like, you know how you get the little McDonald's two cheeseburger thing where yeah. it's just a little cheeseburger? I was hoping it was just a Gatorade thing full of cheeseburgers and they just dumped it out on him. And honestly, not only would that be a sight to see, I think Andy Reid would be happy with that. Like that would be yeah. awesome. And the Chiefs organization would make a lot of money on that too. So that's a win, win, win. (laughs) And then also Andy Reid, I saw Adam Schefter tweeted this on Monday morning or maybe Monday midday. I don't know. At some point on Monday, he tweeted that Andy Reid said, quote, I did not spend the uh, the night with trophy after the Super Bowl. I spent the night with my trophy wife. Mm. Shout out to Andy (laughs) Reid. Oh, man, I'm happy he got a ring. I know 49ers. I know Hannah's not happy. If there's one coach that can score some points, that man does it on the field, off the field. (laughs) He's scoring them everywhere. (laughs) Well, that's good. Did uh, you hear his little interview after the game? He was like all tongue tied and everything. It wasn't the greatest interview. Like he was, he was completely emotional. You know, in a well, good at one way. point. Yeah, he said, "I'm, I, I'm a little too excited, and I, I don't know if I need to get this excited. I'm getting a little old." Yeah, he was. About his heart. <laughs> he was. <pretty> <laughs> Andrew was. Like, we, we're going to get all. Who needs blue chew when you just won the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll get all into Andy Reid and his poss- and what his night entailed. But <laughs> I want to talk to you. At the Super Bowl's over. You probably won. If you listen to us, you lost or won. But you, you heard a lot about prop bets, so maybe you got in on some prop bets. Maybe you got in on the Super Bowl. Whatever it is. Just because the NFL's over and the Super Bowl's over doesn't mean gambling season is over. My friends, it has just began. It is time to get into basketball. Mm-hmm. You got the All-Star game coming up. You got the XFL will be on. I mean, I, I don't know if you're going to watch any, but I'm sure you can get some odds on it. There's all kinds of gambling still to be done. And if you're going to do any gambling, you got to do it over at the premier online bookie in the game. That is mybookie.ag. They are the place to bet on anything sports related, whether you're getting on some pro hoops, college hoops, XFL, NBA, whatever you're at, wherever you're going to bet on, they are the best place. And right now, if you go in and put in the promo code CHAIR, they will double your first deposit. So you have a little extra cash to go 
to go spread out there. And the game's always more fun when you're putting a little, when you're getting a little uh, skin in the game. So right now, go over to mybookie.ag. Again, that promo code is chair, C-H-A-I-R. Don't let the NFL season ending be the reason you stop betting this year. Get back into the game, mybookie.ag. All right, guys, Super Bowl 54 in the books. Pops, go to you because I think LJ might have might not be a, a super pumped about the outcome of the Super Bowl. So, outcome of the game, what were your initial thoughts? What, what were your big takeaway from the game? Well, my big takeaway is that I, I really kind of think San Francisco lost it more. I mean, I don't know. It's probably about half and half. Well, that because... gets – okay, first question I had, I guess I wrote down in the rundown, and we were already getting there. Chiefs, did the Chiefs win or 49ers lose? What you think? I think more the, the 49ers lost because I thought they were clearly the better team – through for the first half for sure, except we'll get into the little debacle about John Lynch trying to call a timeout from the press box. I do want to we'll mention that. Yeah. But so I thought Shanahan mishandled that just a little bit, but because you got to go for the jugular against Kansas City. But mm-hmm. um I just thought they were the better quarterback. God, uh, uh Garoppolo had uh he had like wasn't he like eighteen or twenty or something at one point? Yeah, at one point he was eleven for twelve with one hundred and fifty yards. He was twenty for thirty-one, two nineteen, one and two. His yeah, fourth but, quarter was very bad. Yeah, fourth, fourth three, quarter, three quarters was he was. Um, and that you know, and then I guess I thought, and we're I'm skipping around some, but I think there was like eleven minutes in the game. They're up twenty to ten. San Francisco's got the ball. They've got a great running game. I'm like, they are made for this. They're fixing to just run the ball, run the clock. And they didn't. They didn't do very good on that when they get it again at six minutes, and still didn't. And we'll probably get into some of the nitty gritty on that. But so, bottom line, you asked me what I thought. I guess I, I thought San Francisco had it in hand. I thought Garoppolo or Garoppolo was going to be the MVP, and that just did not happen at all. I mean, it did seem like uh, the Chiefs' offense, for whatever reason, it looked like because I think it was talked about before the game. We might have even mentioned it at one point. But Pat Mahomes, if you look at his career so far. Not kind of that first year where he really didn't play, but he really hasn't had a bad game in the NFL. And it looked like we were going to see Patrick Mahomes' first bad game. He was looked rattled, didn't really look good throughout the game, and then finally got rolling. Uh, it did seem like the 49ers were the better team. LJ, you, I, I mentioned in your perspective as a, you were rooting clearly for the 49ers. Did yeah. you feel like they blew the game, or did you feel like the Chiefs kind of showed up late? It's, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where – no team loses or wins without the other team playing. So, it, I mean, it, right. to score 21 points in the fourth quarter, that's unbelievable. Something had to fall apart in San Francisco for that to even be possible. But I do think that the the blame falls on the victor. In this case, in my opinion, I think the Chiefs won that game in the fourth quarter. Um, and, you know, on that note, I kind of hate that uh, Damian Williams didn't get the MVP nod because, man, he had a hell of a game. He didn't even get stage time. I thought that was – I mean, yeah. I understand giving the MVP to Mahomes because he's a quarterback, and at the end of the day, he ended up with two touchdowns and a rushing touchdown – two passing and a rushing. But, yeah, David Williams had a hell of a, a hell of a game. 104 yards and a six-yard average and a touchdown. Like, that's that's and, and for Receiving and rushing touchdown. Yeah, and, and against the best defense in the NFL. The only thing I'd say I mean, to that is if, if you look at his rushing statistics, I mean, he got 104 yards or whatever, but 40 were on that last run. So, True. so he really okay, kind of had 60 yards. Rec- no, no, and I, I'm not really – I think he deserved mention for the MVP um, because he was – the offense kind of ran through him, and I thought he did have a hell of a game. But he did get 40 yards on that last on that last big big run. So yeah. I think you have I to mean, consider I hear you, that. But that's also bit. like – that's how running backs work. I mean, 
Um, Adrian Peterson and Barry Sanders are both very famous for having little run, little run, little run, and then the entire field. And that still counts just as well as getting a bunch of big chunks over and over, you know, uh, 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 Alabama hamming it, you know, um, mm-hmm. it, it, it works the same way. It all, it all ends up with the same number of points on the board if you get them. So, yeah, I just think it, I, I thought it was weird that he didn't really get much mention I, on Monday morning. He did make the rounds. He was all over. Get up. I saw him like on CBS Looking this morning. Good morning, America. So he was getting some, getting some, uh, some praise, love. but it did seem odd. It, it, it's going to be the way it, it's just the way it is now. Quarterbacks, you know, if you end up with three touchdowns, you're probably going to be the MVP. It's just kind of the way it ends up yeah. being. So, uh, to your point, uh, Dad, you mentioned more to blame uh, or, or winner, Chiefs win or 49ers lose. So let's go on the 49ers. I think there's a lot on the Chiefs just they were like they've been all postseason. I think they're the first team ever to trail by at least 10 points in three straight games in the postseason and end up winning all three in the Super Bowl. It's incredible. Uh, wh- yeah, which is incredible in its own right. So I want to do give some shout-out to Andy Reid and that offense figured it out late, and they did it once again. But like LJ said and like you said, Pops, Something has to go on the 49ers. To be up 10 in the fourth quarter and to lose that game, something went wrong. So do you blame more on Jimmy G pops or is that Kyle Shanahan? Because now you look at it, I saw a stat that ESPN put out there that Kyle Shanahan, his team has now been outscored 46-0 to inside the fourth quarter 10-minute mark in his last two Super Bowl appearances. That stinks. That that's going to sting Kyle Shanahan wow. for a while. That hurts. Well, I, I think, and that's obviously going back to the twenty-eight to three debacle in Atlanta. But just for anybody who didn't, but so yeah. pops you, I, that question to you. I Jimmy think G or that. Kyle? Uh, uh, well, I, I think Shanahan actually a little more because I thought Jimmy G played a good game, and I think that the monkey that crawled off of Andy Reid's back I, I, jumped on Kyle Shanahan's back because he's now yeah. really had some questionable tactics in huge two huge games. So, I, I th- and I think Kyle Shanahan, I think we're all, I speak for all three of us. We think he's a great young coach. Absolutely. I would love to have him, but he does have some questionable calls. Biggest moment. Well, because as I alluded to, at the end of the first half, I thought it was really cool that they, they got John Lynch up in the box saying, like, I think there was 147 in the game that stopped Kansas City on third down. They let the clock run down to like 108, so, you know? Yeah. So, th- third and 14, the Chiefs passed to Damian Williams for like a yard. Like they they just they pretty much just get a yard. Two minute warnings are happening, so it's one fifty three. The Niners don't use a timeout. They have all three, all three, and, and they choose not to use a timeout. So the Chiefs waste forty seconds, then punt it. Then the next two plays, the the Niners run it one time to Mostert and then pass it two yards to Mostert. They get five yards on two plays. And let then the clock run. Let the clock run. Kansas City actually calls a timeout yes. with nineteen seconds left, and then and I still I think 49ers weren't going for the jugular. They were just they just threw the ball and they hit a short pass to Jeff Wilson Jr. That went for about 20 yards. And then at that point, San Francisco calls a timeout because they're at the 50, and Shanahan looks like he's going to score. He was completely fine going into half at 10-10. I don't understand. You have two minutes. You are an offensive guy. Garoppolo's not Mahomes, but he's not just – it's not Nathan Peterman back there. Like, give your guy a shot. (laughs) I agree. And I just felt like he was really complacent. And I think – and LJ, we talked about this. We we just mentioned Mahomes and the Saint and the Chiefs have out, overcome deficits in every game. We know they can score fast and in a hurry. Yeah, you can't leave points on the board. You got to yeah. go score, and they just were totally fine leaving points on the board. And then, sure, you can say that pass interference on Kittle was questionable. I think it's. I'm not mad at the call. I think it can go either way. Yeah, but 
I, I'm more upset with Kyle Shanahan, and just like John, I was like John Lynch in that booth. If you were, if you had a camera on me, which I don't know why you would have a camera on me, but I'm sitting here going, "Time out! What are we doing? What <laughs> right. are we doing?" And I bet 49er fans all. I bet y'all were doing the same thing, right, El? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I I don't know if maybe they they thought what they saw in the first half from Kansas City was all that Kansas City had or something, and they were like, "Let's just play our game and beat them the way we like to beat them." And but if yeah. you do, if that's what you thought, though, then that's you haven't not been watching smart. Kansas City at all. Yeah. yeah, like that's that's not how they play. And so, you know, that that did feel like a huge mistake to me. I agree with that. But I did want to while you just before we leave this too much, you mentioned uh, that pass interference call. And I'll say that I kind of didn't love the call, but also I might be a little bit biased. Understand. But uh, this is like the third Super Bowl in a row that I felt like the referees almost completely did a great job. Like uh, this season was especially especially tough with referees seeming like they were to blame with most major yeah. losses. And the Super Bowls have been pretty impeccable. Like, almost every time I disagreed with the call, they had fixed it before the camera got back. You know what I mean? Like, I was yeah. like, there was one point where I was like, that was clearly a first down. And we were kind of like yelling at the TV screen. And then the camera pans away, and then it comes back, and they had given them the first down. Like, they had changed their mind or whatever. They had measured. And, you know, there were like a few times where I was like, that was, I mean, that was some generally really good refereeing. And I yeah, you'd really, that besides that pass interference, which I think that pass interference was... Basically, whatever basically whatever team you were rooting for, you were going to be happy or disappointed with the call. It could have gone either way. It was a great pass interference. Yeah, it was, and they had to make a call. They had to go one way or the other for sure. And and the only possible call that you maybe could have been upset about was that at towards the end, I think that fourth down where it looked like the clock hit zero for the play clock. Yeah, and the ref was about to blow it. But if you in slow motion, it looked like a totally missed delay a game call. But then if you look at it in normal speed. Yeah, they said Hut pretty much like a split second yeah, after it. Yeah, absolutely. So and then the other thing is it would have been a penalty that gave the Niners another shot. So, you know, I, I don't like the idea right. of like the penalty actually benefiting the team that does it in that. Like that felt like even though they made maybe the slightest of mistakes, which like you said, like you could like if you were calling that in real time, you wouldn't have called that uh, delay a game either. And then um, it would have sucked if that would have been the way that the Niners won was that they got that call in their favor. Yeah, like that exactly. was I think you're. I think you have. You have a good point. I'm glad you brought it up. This is the second, at least the second Super Bowl in a row that I felt like we woke up the next morning. And there was not a. The refs are the reason the 49ers lost. I think you just yeah. had the refs were there and they weren't a reason for a win or loss. They were. Just, yeah. They did a good job. Yeah. Uh, someone who again to look, add on to a guy who maybe didn't do a good job. We just talked about how Kyle Shanahan left points on the board before half. Another spot that kind of flummoxed me was third quarter, nine minutes and twenty nine seconds left. They drive the ball down there. Get fourth and two on the, I think it was the 29 or 34 yard line. I can't remember exactly. And they decide to punt it or kick the field goal. Robbie Gold does make it. But again, you know, this chief, you have to think this chief's offense is going to get some points on the board. Yeah. Maybe you don't expect 21 in the fourth quarter, but you have to expect they're going to get something. I don't like kicking a field goal. There. Yeah. I think I they settled. They settled for a field goal there. I agree. That was, that was, that, that just wasn't what I think I would have done. I think they and, were kind of cocky. They, I think they knew that they had it won. Early, early in that game, they they thought they saw what they wanted to see, and then they do, weren't taking the chances that uh, an NFL team needs to take against a Kansas City Chiefs football team. So. Yeah, I think you're totally right. I think what they saw was a defensive line dominating. Which give me, let's give some shout. Out. Nick Bosa showed up for the yeah. first three three and a half quarters. The best player on the field, I thought, was Nick Bosa. Deserves sure. some and mention in the MVP voting, in my opinion. Nick Divorce Bosa Buckner great. was there. They mm-hmm. were the reason. Mahomes wasn't playing good was because he was had people like 49er guys were on him all game and they were doing it like we've talked about with four and they were there all day long and they just they tired out I mean you can't that's hard to do for a full game and finally they got going and I think my or Shanahan and that coach staff just thought 
okay, our defense is figured out. Mahomes, we're fine. Let's just let's just not screw it up. And you cannot play that way. No, now, not against that team. Does that tell you more about is that bad coaching on Shanahan, or really does that show you more on his belief in Jimmy G? Because he didn't that before half, he didn't put the ball in Jimmy G's hand. Before, on fourth and two, he didn't put the ball in Jimmy G's hand. Does that tell you his real confidence in his quarterback, LJ? I mean, in my opinion, I think it tells you more about Patrick Mahomes. I think, like, I keep balking every time you guys talk about how great he is. But, like, the fact that one of the better football minds in the NFL decided, oh, we've got him figured out and then didn't even know who they were playing against, like, goes to show you that this dude is, like, for real, for real. I mean, to answer the question you're actually asking, I really don't think it says a lot about who Jimmy G is in Kyle Shanahan's mind. Um, I, I think that Kyle Shanahan has proven time and time again that he's going to try to win the football game in the way that he thinks they have the best shot. But I think what it showed me was that the way that he thought he had the best shot was by just shutting down Patrick Mahomes like they had been. Like like it was like we we figured it out. Like we solved it. And then this dude finds a way to win. He wins football games um, when yeah. he shouldn't. So that's what I learned. To, uh, the other, I mean, and I, I don't want to just completely pile on Shanahan, but – I thought it was later in the game, too, and I think Dad kind of mentioned this, so I'm going to go to you in a second, Pops. But then in the fourth quarter, still time left. The, the, the Chiefs started getting going, and there's still plenty of time left. And this is a team in the 49ers that have ran the ball well all year long, and it looked like they kind of abandoned the run game. And all of a sudden, Shanahan's like, oh, shit, we don't have Mahomes figured out. We better we better start scoring. And they get, start pass heavy, and then the, the Chiefs were getting – all of a sudden, it seemed like the, same, the defensive line was getting all kinds of pressure for the 49ers that switched, and now – uh, Jones, Chris Jones, I think it was his name for the Chiefs, is all of a sudden getting all kinds of – he's swatting balls down. He's all over Garoppolo. Frank Clark was starting to get pressure. And Garoppolo looked like he had no idea what to do under the pressure. And you even heard Tyron Matthew after the game, and I don't think this was necessarily a shot at Shanahan, but he was just speaking truth. He was saying when they started passing the ball, we were thankful because that's where that's where he can shine now. He's like, now I can disguise my coverage. When they're running the ball, yeah. I can't disguise much. I just got to line up and try to tackle. Yeah. And I thought Shanahan got out of their game. I think that's where you were going, Pops. I mean, four minutes, five minutes, six minutes, that's where you want to just – Mostert, Coleman, just pound it, right? Yeah, that's what they've done. He, well, yeah. He had those two drives. I remember one about 11 minutes uh, left in the fourth quarter and one about six minutes left in the fourth quarter. And both times, you know, he had a couple of incomplete passes, didn't run any time off the clock. I think he had runs at the beginning of those drives that got some yards. I think one was a quick first down with Mostard on the, at the 11-minute mark. And then at six minutes, they got like five yards. But then they went and passed. And, you know, I see the pass. I think on the one I'm thinking about, he had Debo Samuel over here on the flat, and he had George Kittle open, but he couldn't get to him because he was getting pressure. But three incompletions, and the clock stopped and saved that time for Kansas City. So it is, he, he it did is, get away lose, from his game plan. Yeah, it's a lose-lose game for Shanahan because we just killed him in the Super Bowl when he was at the Falcons for getting too safe or get, being too aggressive. And then yeah. here, I, I thought to give to give some shout-out to Shanahan, not to say it wasn't all his fault, here's the thing. they At one point they had they ran a pass, and I think this is what you were mentioning, Dad. Kittle was lined up on – Terrell Suggs. I don't know how. I think yeah. he's approximately 47 years old and somehow still playing. <laughs> Kittle beat him and was open, and Garoppolo just missed it because there was some pressure. Then later in the game, Emmanuel Sanders with the kill shot beat him deep, and Garoppolo just missed him. Garoppolo missed him. I think Shanahan got two guys open and schemed it up right, and sometimes you just don't make the throws. Sometimes and let me ask you all, so that was that third and ten play where they go for the jugular with, with Emmanuel Sanders. I think he got the look he, he wanted, and that was an aggressive call. He was open. He had a, he had a step but, on him. But right? I'll say, yeah, he did, and, and, and I heard, I think, Bill Simmons say today, you know, puts a little air under it, you know, possibly that he could have went out and got it. 
uh, and quick mention, Bill Barnwell right, wrote a really great article on some of those last plays. I love Bill Barnwell. He tends to. Bill I haven't Barnwell. read it. He but. is a great writer, and I would encourage anybody to go find that article and read it. Um, but, you know, I'm thinking it's third and ten, and at this point there's not that much time. This is four-down territory, so, you know, maybe – Get a couple yards. Yeah, get a couple of yards. Get five, six, seven yards. Get yourself in fourth and short. And then they go for the jugular. Now they get that and they win the game. Garoppolo's the MVP. Shanahan's a, a stud. Genius. So, I mean, I, I'm okay with that and yeah. going for it. But I remember thinking, just get five, six, seven yards because you're going for it here on fourth. You got two downs. Uh, and then the game was over, you know, because in that fourth down, which the delay yeah. game that was or was not, it just it was an ugly play and he got a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, it's a, it's a hindsight game. It when, is. When, yeah. When the when yeah. the throw doesn't when 100%. that throw doesn't connect to Emmanuel Sanders, we kind of kill him. And if it connects, and like you said, it's a, he's a genius. I do think you you kind of mentioned it, that the you said that the back the monkey went from Andy's back to Kyle Shanahan's back. I thought this is making up for what we're going to see is a Steve Young take the monkey off his back for Kyle Shanahan. This is going to happen later down the line because I think the 49ers are young and he does have some demons he's going to have to get over, but. I still think if you're a 49er fan, I know it doesn't feel like it this week, but still a really, really young roster. Kyle Shanahan could be my coach. coach. I'll say that. He yeah, could still I mean, be my coach. It could be a lot worse. But let's move over to Andy Reid. And I could not be – and I know, it, LJ, we, I think we talked about this off the top, so we don't have to get all into it. But I know you're 49 – you're rooting for the 49ers, but it felt – Andy Reid looked so dang happy. I mean, he it felt – it was cool to see him like that after the game. And finally, I think this Super Bowl finally puts him where he deserves to be, where he's a guy who's innovated the game over and over and over and over again. And I think he's one of the best coaches we've seen. And he was always the coach that couldn't win the big game. And he finally got the big game. I was happy to see that. I mean, You're- you haven't said a single word that's wrong, but it's the goddamn Chiefs. And so I'm not happy about it. <laughs> true. You're a Bronco. <laughs> I mean, everything you've said is true, but... I mean, even even when he couldn't, he was choked up. Like Dad said, he was he was stumbling all over his words. Not only did he just think like the guy was trying to, uh, the Chris Myers I think was uh, doing the post game little right after in the scrum right after the game, and was basically trying to get him to gush over Patrick Mahomes, which he did. But before Eddie Reed did that, he was like, I, everybody, I want to thank all my quarterbacks. Like it was, he just the players seem to love playing for Andy Reed, and I think he's a good coach. I'm happy to see him finally get a ring. That's why I'm recording this in a Hawaiian shirt in honor of Andy Reed <laughs> because I'm just happy for the guy. I'm happy for him, Pops. What do you think? Oh, I am too. I'm happy for Andy Reed. I think now he's – he I'm, he was already, but he's surefire Hall of Fame coach. Um, I mean, he is one of the – you know, Belichick is the best coach, but I think I think that you can now mention Andy Reed's name in that – in that class. He is he is a really innovative, great coach who is, I think, beloved by his players and other coaches alike. I think he's a good guy, and I'm glad to see him get that win. And I'm glad he got to spend the night with his trophy wife. His trophy wife. Trophy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, looking forward now, I think the Chiefs, they are going to have some questions because there's some guys on one-year contracts, and they're about to – Mahomes, well, I don't know where the Brinks truck is, but needs to go to Kansas City and just go ahead and back up to his driveway <laughs> because he is about to get – and whatever they pay him, it's going to be underpaid because – like we just saw in this playoffs, every single game, no matter what the score is, Mahomes gives you a shot, especially if he's – as long as he's with Andy Reid, they're even more dangerous. So, real quick, though, put yourself in Mahomes' shoes. Do you want to get paid because your career could be short because, you know, you've even maybe got a potential knee problem in the future um, and also you run the ball and you, you want to get paid and get out or you take a Tom Brady – team-friendly deal to make sure that there's always talent around you. What do you think you do in that spot? You don't take, I don't think you take a team-friendly deal until after that first big deal. You get, go get paid that first one. Cause like you just mentioned, 
that knee gets hit one more time, maybe his career is different. I think I agree with you, same. but like I don't know the glory of being. What I mean, if you if you spend your money right, like he's going to be set for life, basically no matter what they pay him. But that's the the question: is does he spend his money right? And then the glory of being, you know, the quarterback centered around this dynasty, like um, the the Tom Brady torch gets passed straight to Patchy, Pat, Patty Mahomes. You know, like there's there's something to be said for that. You know, and I don't know if it's millions of dollars, but. There's something to be I said mean, when, for it. While Tom Brady was doing it, though, he also had a wife who was making plenty of money on her. I know. He had a hell of an it, advantage. It's hard, His wife's not, it's hard to tell any man. It's hard to tell any man, woman, person out there to turn down millions of dollars because I don't know if I could. So I'm going to say take that big contract. Well, but what do you pop? Here's the thing. I get what you're saying, though. I do get what you're saying. I, I, but here's the thing. So he's going to get forty million a year. I mean, I think that's a Easy. given, right? So you're saying does he fight like hell to get fifty million a year? I think. Or does he take thirty no. five? Yeah. Just, just take 40. He's going to get 40. He'll set the record for the highest paid quarterback. But I, I do maybe take 39 and let's get some players around me and let's do it. He is going to be rich beyond belief, his children and his children's children. So what's the difference between 35 and 40? No. And yeah, but I mean, you know. what? Yeah, I, get as much yeah. as you can. Easy I'm to say from our seats, you know. <laughs> you know but I agree with you. Thought- I do agree. Like, I don't, think, I don't think a human would notice the difference between that much money. You know, like, I don't think you would be aware – about that difference. Oh, except I can for the only buy that you, one pet shark. I can't buy eight. Okay. Well, and, and that's the thing is you wouldn't, because it wouldn't stop you being able to spend your money on whatever the hell you wanted to. It would just be something you know in the back of your mind is I took less money for this. So if, if you don't win the Super Bowl when you took less money over the net, like, you know, over that contract, then maybe, you know, you start seeing everybody around you is like the reason because you did everything right. And, you know, maybe there's, maybe there's other problems that come with it and you should just really do what you need to do. And, and it's a job, but it's also a great job. So, you know, think of it as a job and get your money, but I don't know it. I would, I think I would lean towards if I had this option in front of me, it would be totally different. But in my current perspective, I think I'd lean towards trying to get another big win. You know, I, that'd be my career goal. Well, yeah, I mean, it is, and it, like we said, it's easier for us to say, yeah, that right. no the money. Doubt. But no if you if you went certified for forty five million a year, I could go for thirty million a year. Thirty million a year is still a lot of money, and yeah. he's going to get a lot of endorsements, and he, that that could maybe get him two Tyreek Hills instead of one Tyreek Hill or something. Well, you know, yeah. you just or a left tackle that can keep him upright. Don't you think and, that Roger Goodell and the NFL are just drooling thinking about him being the oh, face of the league? I mean, he's 20, they're like twenty four years guy. old. Get, yeah, they, they want him all over the place. He's a great guy. He says the right things. He's nice looking kid. He, he just he's a he just has a athlete. weird voice. But he's I even got a good I, sense of humor about his weird voice. You know, it's like yeah, he, he yeah. is too perfect. Like Tom Brady's too perfect. Mahomes is similarly too perfect. Like it's upsetting how perfect he is. You know, and, and I, I yeah, of course they inter- want that. Interestingly, uh, I've read about that the GM and Andy Reid together have been structuring contracts in Kansas City since they drafted Mahomes and thought and with the thought process that when his rookie deals up, we're going to pay him. We're going to have to make him the highest paid quarterback. I think they saw which why, that's why you trade up. But Re- Andy Reid saw so much in Mahomes early. He assumed that this was going to happen. So they've been signing contracts like the Sammy Watkins one where they can get out of this year. He's owed 14 million, but they can get out with no dead money. They've been they've been planning their contracts literally. For this big payday to Mahomes, it's a really smart thing they're doing. As a Bronco fan, this is probably hurting you. Horrifying. They've been planning to pay Mahomes a lot of money because they thought he could maybe be one of the better quarterbacks in the league. They didn't realize he might could be as LJ loves to hear the MJ of, <laughs> of the NFL. But Boy, can I say that Mahomes? Wouldn't you like to be with Andy Reid? I mean, I would think. Oh yeah. You know, oh for sure. 
Yeah, he's in a good he's in a good place. It worked out perfect for Mahomes to go with the Andy Reid. Like that pairing was match made in heaven. Can Can I say something? I'm tired of hearing though. Yeah. So I'm I'm I live in Chicago. Well, I don't think that's a secret. Yeah. Um. But uh, I'm tired of hearing this like. Um, teams could have had Mahomes, but instead they picked X. Like in Chicago, it's Trubisky, yeah. right? Yeah, but it's tr- like, that's who the, the hell one. thought Mahomes was this? Like nobody. And if you did, you're a liar. Like you didn't think he was there, this Yeah, there good. was, I think Mahomes went 15 or something or 12. There was 11 other teams, but we, yeah, every, uh, every, any team could have traded up like the Chiefs did and got him, and they didn't because they did only one team. It's yeah. the same people. It annoys me when they're like uh, 31 t- or 31 teams besides Baltimore passed up on Lamar Jackson. Like actually, no, the Ravens also passed up on him yeah. and then traded back into the first round. We'd love to do this revisionist history yeah. right. with, with draft picks. Yeah, I agree with you. Or like that, it was that, obvious, that like Tom Brady is the GOAT and he got picked in the sixth round. What idiots. Like scouting means nothing. It's like, no, he was just like, no one saw this coming. There's no way. But you it, is, have- it is fun. to It is fun to troll Bears fans saying, hey, you traded up for Mitch Trubisky when you could have got Sean Watson or Patrick Mahomes. That is fun. I agree with you. <laughs> that is fun. Uh, um, we talked about the Chiefs looking forward. I think they'll be they'll be the class of the AFC for a while as long as that guy's playing quarterback and that big red's their coach. Uh, looking at the 49ers, we mentioned off earlier, a lot of young, a lot of young talent, a lot of young t- uh, players, young coach. I think they'll be around the forefront of the NFC for a while. Uh, I just want to throw, just to be a troll, I want to throw this out there because what's a Super Bowl without a, a mention of this guy's name? The the 49ers could get out since they overloaded, they front loaded Jimmy Garoppolo's contract. They could get out of the Garoppolo contract with like almost zero dead money this offseason. There's a quarterback who no. is a free agent right now who was a 49er fan growing up and Tom Brady who made a bunch of news during the Super Bowl. No. I'm just saying. No. I'm just saying, if I'm the if I'm the 49ers, I have the conversation. Well, of course you say, do. Hey, yeah, Tom. of course you do. Hey, Tom, what do you think? I mean, I, they could get out of that Garoppolo contract, throw thirty million for two years at Tom Brady, get two Super Bowls out of him. I bet they win that. Do you think they win the this past Super Bowl if Tom Brady's a quarterback, not Garoppolo? No, I don't personally. I, I I don't see any reason to be upset or disappointed in Garoppolo as your quarterback. I just yeah. I think you leave him in. He place. didn't make the throws late. He didn't hit Kittle. He didn't hit Emmanuel Sanders. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing out being a troll here, you know, just Yeah, yeah, you're doing your job well. You're doing your job well. But I I will say that I don't think that that would have made the difference in this particular game because I think that I don't know, I Garoppolo did a good job and that offense was really built around the run game. I mean, I I think I, I just know. couldn't help but think that Shanahan didn't seem to have well, for whatever reason he didn't see and maybe this was just Shanahan did a poor job coaching got lost in the moment, but it felt like he was coaching as if he didn't trust Garoppolo. And if that's the case, I think you got to go find someone you do trust. I disagree with you. I think maybe yeah. that's where our difference is. Is I think he he was I coaching like he too. knew the answer already. I'm, I'm like with LJ on anybody. this. I'm with you, LJ on this. All right, I agree. Well, and, and y'all can both be wrong, but <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. Well, so we got to the Super Bowl. Do you have anything else on the game before we move on? No, to but while we're other? talking about the future of teams, though, I did want to say I'm a little bit nervous about the Niners. Like okay. genuinely, the future of the Niners is not quite as obviously bright, in my opinion. Well, I mean, as- literally a year ago, we were like, the Rams will be here over and over again. And look, we're, we're, we're not sure where the Rams are going to yeah, be. So, yeah, right. Tell and me, then, and then when you look at the 49ers, like you said, they're a young team. They're mostly on rookie or near rookie deals. Right. And like Kittle's about to get, he's like, Jimmy Graham is going to be like, well, I see a tight end can get wide receiver money once Kittle signs yeah. his new deal. So um, it's, I, 
the Niners are going to be thin on money over the next few years. And so we'll see. Hopefully they can find a way to keep the players that they need, but we're going to see. They stay with, if they stay with Garoppolo, which they should, I, I'm, I made the Tom Brady jokes. I don't think they probably should. They should stay with Garoppolo because what they did, and we mentioned this before, by front-loading that contract, they still have him locked up and they paid him all his big money. So if they stick with Garoppolo and he ends up being the guy that they traded for, then they have a quarterback under a reasonable deal when right now we there's a lot of quarterbacks that are on unreasonable. Look at Jared Goff. That's the main thing the Rams are dealing with. Yeah. Is a guy getting paid $35 million that maybe shouldn't. Yeah. Garoppolo's on a reasonable deal, which means they can maybe pay those running backs, pay those receivers, pay those that defense. I, I think but I think you're right, LJ. It 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 is we're always so quick to go, just like the Oklahoma City Thunder, if you're an NBA fan. We were like, yeah. oh, this team's gonna be in the finals for 10 years. And then like a couple years later, James Harden's gone, Durant's gone. It, it ends quick. Well, and that's never, right. maybe maybe the thing we're about to find out is whether or not John Lynch is a good talent evaluator or he's a good GM. Like there's those are two different yeah. things and we're about to see which one he is. So I would still say I'd rather be in the spot as a 49er fan than a, than a Cowboy fan. <laughs> yeah, Bronco or, fan, or pretty yeah. much a fan of like 30 other teams. Yeah, I'm, I'm throwing rocks from way down below right now. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, Hannah's like, shut your ass up. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, be, before we get off the game. I mean, we have to talk a little bit about Richard Sherman, don't we? I mean, Richard Sherman uh, my, got my really boy, I'm burned surprised he by didn't. Watkins. My boy Darrell Revis didn't even hit the Twitter, but he I'm sure he was thinking you about it. Richard Sherman did get burnt at the end. He got burnt at the end. You know, he I don't know where – was he the one – you know, he made that tackle on was – it, was it Damian Williams that – you know, Damian Williams, I don't think, got in the end zone, but there was not enough evidence to overturn the call. I think that was the right call, yeah. even yeah. when yeah. they did it. But, you know, he kind of got blocked in. I don't know if his job was that flat. I mean, that's his side. I'm just saying Richard Sherman did not have his best game by far. He looked like an all-pro cornerback all year, but then in the final game, he did kind of look like the 30-whatever he is, 34-year-old corner all of a yeah, sudden. He did. I will say, so just on that one player you're talking but, about. Uh, Richard, like, I love you. Well, you better be careful because he will come at us on Twitter. He'll yeah. come at any and everybody. <laughs> well, and he is, he's a cover three corner famously, and so yeah. that means that flat's not his job, just okay. by the way. Okay. But um, I don't know. You know, The play could be drawn up differently. I, I don't know what they intended to happen, but generally that means he's not the flat guy. But yeah, he. I mean, he got beat a few times. He's... He's clearly not as fast as the wide receivers in Kansas City, but like which who is, is probably true for most corners, yeah, almost yeah, every corner, right? Yeah. And so you know he had a pretty impossible task, and he failed at it. So <laughs> um, you know, I yeah, that yeah, I agree with you. It's it's worth mentioning that he was not what he was supposed to be, but he was what he really probably has always been, which is a big body, slower corner that. Plays with his brain more than his legs, mm-hmm. and uh, big brain doesn't help you against Tyreek Hill. So against fast, against speed, I, I think again. <laughs> what well, can you teach? You can't speed teach kills. speed. <laughs> yeah, speed never uh, takes a day off. <laughs> I, I want to get into this halftime show, and we are fixing to. But I do want to mention two cool things I saw on the internet post Super Bowl. Was one, I don't know if you remember this, LJ Troy Aikman. He called the game, but he also had a fun moment where. You remember earlier, I think it was either last year, was it, it was September of 2019, there was a, a tweet that said Patrick Mahomes has already thrown 36% of Troy Aikman's career touchdowns yeah. in about 8% of games. Yeah. And Troy Aikman quoted it and said, talk to me when he has 33% of my Super Bowl titles. Well, the conversation can now be had. <laughs> can now start. Because, yes. and, Twitter, and Twitter was there for it. People were ready. And it was pretty funny. Another moment that I thought was pretty cool, and this isn't as much a moment, just something I saw, but Derek Nanandi of the Chiefs had he was he was one of the guys you saw doing the uh snow angel and the confetti. Yeah. It was a cool moment. 
He also is doing something better, even better. He announced that he'll cover the adoption cost, which is about $150 per dog for over 100 rescue dogs that are up for adoption in shelters uh, across uh, Kansas City because he he developed a soft spot for rescue dogs when he got one yep. uh, named Rocky. And so I just think that as as two people that have gotten rescue dogs and and you two mm-hmm. and I've I've gotten to benefit from cool re- from awesome rescue dogs. Yeah. I thought that was an awesome that was awesome, awesome Super, thing. That's amazing. By, Super by Derek cool. Nandi, and I thought it'd be cool to shout out. Yeah, yeah. thanks for bringing um, that story. That's great. Yeah, good one. All right, let's get to the halftime show. Um, first off, let me just say. What is age? Because J Lo and Shakira looked amazing, performed amazing. Yeah, that I thought. Now it was quick for people to go. That was the best. Ha- I think after every halftime show, someone's going to say that was the best halftime show I've ever seen, unless it was just atrocious. Because that's what we do: recency bias. Right. But let me just throw it over to you, pops. What you think? Halftime show. It was okay. You know, I've got I've had a lot of people. Uh, it, it, I think it was somewhat risque. I mean, I'm not. I mean, if I want to take me. my kids to a strip a stripping contest, I would have just went downtown. <laughs> I've, I've absolutely heard that from some okay, people. Okay, boomer. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I had to I, get the shot off, but it was okay. I thought it was a good show. I mean, I, Shakira and J Lo are beautiful women, and they can sure dance. And and I mean, it was all fun to watch. Um, Prince still has the title for best yeah, Super Bowl. I was going to say I, it doesn't matter who. Like that, you're never going to beat that. Like it's we yeah. were watching. Yeah, we were watching, and someone was like, "So I thought that was the best one I've ever seen." I was like, "I don't know. It's early." And they were like, well, "Name one better." I was like, "Well, Princess was really good." Yeah, just off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah. Off the top of my head, Princess was really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Dad. There was there was quite a bit. I was joking a little. There was a lot of hip shaking, but I think it was true when the song came out, and it's still true. What can I say? Shakira's hips don't lie. They just don't do it. They just don't do it. They haven't and never will, I don't just think. LJ, honest. what did you think about the halftime show? I thought it was really good. I mean, you know, uh, we've talked in, in recent years about, you know, like the the liveness of microphones. And there were at least two or three times that they showed a microphone that was clearly not on. Like if you're paying enough attention, you see the screen that's not on. So this was, I think, less live than any halftime show we've seen in recent memory. But it was a hell of a show. It was fun. Um, it was. Uh, I, I had a great time watching it. Um, if you, you know, it, it was just a good time. So I guess that's, I, it will never compete with Prince. I mean, and that's will probably always be the halftime show. Um, and I would say it was probably not even top five in my experience. But I had a great time watching it and was able to just turn off and enjoy it. So I thought it was really cool. There was there was a couple of things. Like there was one of the dances towards the end where Shakira's doing her dance where it was a lot of like really crazy intense footwork i mean her hips were also doing some shaking but she's doing some crazy things with her feet and like apparently that was a dance that goes back to her heritage and there's a lot of things they did that went back to their heritage i love that I thought, puerto rico flag one side american flag the other uh yeah i i, I think there was probably a lot of um, american fans out there that were wondering why there was so much spanish being spoken <laughs> i saw some in the of those show personally but. and living here in arkansas yeah i saw quite a few uh and and i did think I was I was interested as they were playing. I thought there is a lot of of of, of Colombian and and they really were playing into the Cuban area of Miami. But I thought it was fitting for the show. I thought it was fitting for Miami. I thought the two yeah. women did a great job mm-hmm. all the day. It was a really cool show. It was a little more risque probably than you would. Want, you know, so but- my first thought watching it though was like they the NFL has finally gotten over Janet Jackson. Yeah, finally. Yeah. Like it is like it is a fit. We are past it. Like it's not a thing anymore at all. Because I think in years past, we still were picking singers considering what could happen. And, you know, with this show, it was clear, like, that's not that's not what we do anymore. You know, like. And 
they want to keep things from happening, but it wasn't like a thing that they were worried about. I saw, I, I did see a bunch of things on the internet that were like, wow, this year we're so quick to dim and be upset for them for objectifying women and showing their bodies off. But last year when, ba- when, uh, what's his name for Adam Levine took off his shirt and was doing some pretty sexual dances at the yeah. halftime show. No one really had a whole lot to when say they should have been playing SpongeBob cool body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I thought it was a good halftime show. I think it's really way too quick and too biased to go, oh, best time, best halftime show of all time. Because, yes, Prince was <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Let's just, uh, and, and anytime we can give a Prince shout out on the podcast, I think we need to. I mean, we're posting that in the show notes again. Like, this will probably yeah, be the third time we post it in our show notes, and it'll be there. <laughs> a really cool moment, LJ. And it was the and it was the moment where it was at the same time where they draped that flag yeah. that you were talking about. I thought, how awesome does it have to be to be this little girl on stage singing with J-Lo and Shakira. Yeah. And then I realized, holy shit, that's J-Lo's that's daughter. J-Lo's daughter. <laughs> they yeah. said that's Isn't J-Lo's that cool? daughter. I was like, wow. And she's just, she's a star in the making too. I mean, yeah. good Lord, she was amazing. Yeah. yeah I was just that. thinking it was some random little girl who was like, not only on stage with Shakira and J-Lo, but on stage at the Super Bowl with Shakira and yeah. J-Lo. Then I was like, oh, wow, that's J-Lo's daughter. So the, the Lopez jeans are very, very good jeans. <laughs> Let's just leave it there. <laughs> Um, all right, let's go to Super Bowl commercials. Half the people tune in for the game, half people tune in for the halftime show, and then everyone else is always there for some good commercials. I thought this year's Super Bowl commercials were pretty good. I was I was impressed with them. I uh, go go to you, LJ. Did you have one you liked, didn't like more than others? Well, I can name I can name or a couple. Uh, let me see. I can name I think three of them. I were partic- I, I were. I can name three of them I was particularly into. If you if you're willing to hear three of them, I would love to hear three of All them. All right, so Smart Pock. I loved Smart Pock. <laughs> yeah. That was a good one. The Smart Pock was good, and all that did was get all like the people that are terrible at accents like me to try to do Boston accents yeah, exactly. at the house. And everyone watching the game was like, "Shut up! You're not as good as me." I know <laughs> I'm not. I know, but you're not even half as good as Poppy Ortiz over there. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but I thought that was a good fun one. I was that really... was that a Hyundai commercial? Uh, yeah. Yes, it was. The Sonata. Okay, that was a good one. Um, I also liked Inside Posty's Brain, which was the Bud Light Seltzer commercial. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it was just cute. Because I watch Post Malone do just about anything. He's he's fun. I mean, he's stupid. I think a, he's dumber than most things, but man, I like him. You know, he's one of he's likable. Well, he is a likable. That's guy. because he doesn't have a brain. He has a bunch of little little people in his yeah. head just telling him what to <laughs> exactly. do. Exactly. So. They explained everything, so it's all good. <laughs> and then good uh, I think uh, I saw Kevin. You might have tweeted about this. My favorite commercial was. Sam Elliott's mustache versus Lil Nas X's horse. <laughs> that was a good. That one. was such a good commercial. His little mustache doing the little like wave it did was hilarious. <laughs> now, I mean, it has to be right. That, that wasn't Sam Elliott doing all those moves, correct? Nah, I, I just don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just watched fifty year old J Lo busting out some moves. So I, AJ, AJ, nothing but a number. I, I was hoping my boy Sam Elliott was breaking those moves out. Let's see how old is I, Sam Elliott. I did like that one. Speaking of... 75 years old, that man is 75 years old. Probably not doing some of those (laughs) moves. Um, Speaking of, that was Doritos commercial. Cheetos had a pretty good one with the Cheeto fingers. Yeah, it was good. MC Hammer can't touch Uh, this and it's just him over. I don't know why I didn't like it. I just didn't like it very much. I thought it was cute. I liked it. Dad, uh, what was some... I know one of the ones you liked was one of the ones I really liked. So what what were some of the ones you... Well, so so the Little Nas X in Sam Elliott was certainly one that stuck out to me. I really liked that one. I liked. Uh, is it is it the Momoa? What's his first name? Jason Momoa. Oh, Jason yeah, that Momoa. was one. Oh, I forgot about that. That was my favorite, probably. That, actually, I think well, I think that was my favorite. Actually, I, I still have one that's my favorite. But that one, I really liked. The that whole one room got lot. uncomfortable when that one came on. But like one, everybody was like, "Ooh, oh, I yeah, like, like where." It. 
where he's walking off or he takes his shoes off and all of a sudden he goes from like six foot five to six foot. Then he takes his arms off and <laughs> takes his abs off. He takes his head yeah. off and yeah, is balding up there. Yeah, that was good. I thought that was, I thought that, it was a little creepy. Yeah. It like looked creepy, but I thought that was hilarious. That was hilarious. And isn't Momoa, isn't he uh, the Dothraki? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so known badass. Uh, yeah. What was another one? So, but my favorite one was Bill Murray and Groundhog Day. I that was good. Loved that, that was one. very good. I thought Well, that was so I haven't, and this is, this is probably a fault in me, but I haven't seen Groundhog Day. I knew it's Matt immediately what it was referencing to. So I don't think the commercial resonate with me as much as Kev. You should watch um, it. I mean, that yeah, movie, maybe I, that's the next movie up. club. It holds up. You should that, watch it. But that commercial was pretty funny. Him in the him in the what was it the the Jeep truck? It was oh, yeah, Jeep yeah. Rubicon. Yeah, yeah. It was funny. When wasn't Groundhog Day like Sunday? Wasn't yeah, that actually, it actually was Groundhog Day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah it was cool. Groundhog Day. Which which the Groundhog? I forget which one it means, but it's spring's coming sooner. I, yeah. I don't know if that means he, he saw a shot or not. I, I think he did not. I, I think it was what the answer is. Okay. Thank you, Poxitani Phil. Poxitani Phil. Yeah. Also, something new with the Super Bowl ads this year that I thought was pretty interesting. It's not just I didn't want to throw it as my favorite because it wasn't just one ad, but Tide was in like a million ads, and it was our boy Charlie Kelly. That's what they did last year. They Tide did this last year with David Harbor. Where it was the the whole the whole bit last year was the uh, every commercial ended up being a Tide commercial and you could tell because the shirts were clean and stuff like that like they'd be football players in all completely clean uniforms and be like oh because it's a Tide ad um, but okay. yeah they did I, they, I didn't realize they did last year but I thought it was funny I mean you can put Charlie Keller on anything and I'm gonna love it same same so, but I thought Charlie those were pretty good because every he would pop up with his hair for like oh they did it again damn it <laughs> they're back. This one not should be released on the uh, podcast, but hashtag baby nut is not a good hashtag. Just throwing that yeah. out there. So, so yeah, we <laughs> talked about Mr. Planners or whatever, or Mr. Peanut, whatever his name, the planner peanut died. And then there was the baby peanut that came back. They just kept calling it hashtag baby nut. And I, I, I think they know what they're right. doing. I think they're trying to be funny, but yeah, I thought that was a little odd. I think they were trying to play um, baby Yoda and didn't think at all is what I think happened. Yeah. Yeah. True. That's what they were trying to play off the baby Yoda stuff. Speaking of uh nut, a candy bar that has, Nuts in it. That was a weird segue there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a commercial I also really liked was the Snickers commercial. I thought that one was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty where good. It was like the Snickers fixed the world and it was the world just being hungry and they dropped, dropped a giant Snickers bar into the world. I thought that was, was pretty I good. That was pretty funny. Um, did you have any other ones? That I didn't like the was... Brian Cranston one and I really wanted to, but it made me Which so uncomfortable. Which one's the Brian Cranston one? The one where he's like in Mountain The Shining. Dew or, yeah, yeah, it was Mountain like Dew. Oh, I, see, I heard people really liked that and it, it was okay. It was I okay. Like it. Well, it's not a commercial, but I want to throw out something from the pregame that I absolutely loved that wasn't really part of the game, but like part of the the Rock hyping up both teams. Like he should do that. introduction? Yeah, that was amazing. He should do that for yeah, every that, football game. I would watch. It every, seemed like we were introducing like a wrestler. He was good. I he thought was it was so good. good. And by you, the way, you could you imagine that being called the like people's the tight end? Game. That'd be I the saw, coolest feeling awesome. in the world. I saw them interviewing The Rock, but I didn't see what it was all about. I could no. Maybe I can. I'm sure we can find a clip of it. Yeah. And put it in show notes. But yeah, it was basically like so. Instead of going like. It, like they would say, here, let's introduce you to the San Francisco 49ers. And all of a sudden, like they did a cool little introduction, kind of like you see on Sunday Night Football at times. But it was The Rock as he was calling in. He was like, here you got the honey badger and the people's tied in and Jimmy. Oh, he hyped G. him up I, so hard. It was, and it was so, it was pretty cool. Was it was the rock yeah. did a good job of it. I was the like, for a second, remember, they're less excited about the cheese dip that I was having and more excited about football, <laughs> which is the only time that maybe happened all night. So, but, but then you got another chip and you're like, Oh, Oh yeah. yeah it was good go. cheese dip, man. It was breakfast sausage. It was onions. It was rotel. It was Velveeta, whatever <laughs> we can go on. But, uh, 
another commercial. This one's not as as uh, funny as much as it was sad, but and it, it took over Twitter for a minute. The Google commercial about Loretta. That was the one this year that really tried to tug on the heartstrings. Y'all see it where oh. it was an older man, and it was trying. It was him. It, it, his first thing was he was he was asking Google how to. He wanted to improve his memory or remember more, and so he just like it was basically saying, "Hey Google, remember that Loretta," and it's presumably his deceased wife. And he's saying, remember that she snorted when she laughed. Remember that she hated my mustache on this picture. Oh. Remember, and it was just, it was really sweet. It was Even sweet. You retelling it, was, it kind of pulls in my heart. I don't remember that at all. I mean, all. Man, it was super, good. super sweet. And it was cool. And it was like, it was basically saying, hey, Google can help you remember the things you love. Because they all have it, everything you've ever done saved in the cloud. But yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and then they open themselves. And they had to know it was coming. They open themselves straight up to jokes like, hey, Google can also tell you her fingerprints or <laughs> every place she's ever went to or social security number. Every Everything she's ever done saved in the cloud. So they got it all. Um, and then the other commercial that was, we mentioned what Nanandi did about the Chiefs player did for the dogs. There's another cool dog commercial where the CEO of WeatherTech paid. So there was a cool story behind this one. There was a commercial about uh, a dog skinning cancer and how they can fight cancer and all this stuff. And it seemed weird to me watching it at first. I was like, wow, you know, you expect the commercials to cause like $6 million for a 30 second spot. And so you expect a bunch of the big companies like Walmart. They had a couple of good ones. They had Walmart and Tide and all those big companies throw out a bunch of money for commercials. But I thought, really, I'm not expecting someone to pay $6 million for a commercial about dogs getting cancer and overcoming it. Then the story behind it was WeatherTech CEO David McNeil had a golden retriever named Scout who got cancer. And he went to a vet and the vet told him he had about a month to live and that it's probably best to just put the dog down. Him loving his dog didn't want to do that. He went to the... He went to the vets over at University of Wisconsin and they were able to fight it with radiation and chemotherapy and were able to keep it alive. And now now Scout's cancer free and alive again. And so to pay, he wanted to show, give recognition to the veterinarians over at University of Wisconsin and just uh, inspire people with dogs That's that are going cool. through something. And so he paid $6 million for a 30 second spot, just showing Scout running around and saying that he overcame That's cancer. Cool. You got to have a lot of money. There's a lot of ways you can give thanks and show recognition. That's one way to do it. I probably will never have that kind of money no. to give recognition. I'll probably just have to say thank you with a really good <laughs> handwritten card. But yeah. a Super Bowl commercial is one way to do it. And it was it was a cool commercial. It was sweet. I did want to shout out that one. Job, anything else um, Super Bowl related? The Audi uh, Maisie Williams singing Frozen commercial. Frozen? Yeah, I, I came. I was like, "Is that Arya? That's yeah. Arya." Well, so the only reason I bring it up is because it started the yelling match in my living room with the oh, people we had over and me talking about whether or not Game of Thrones was terrible or not. So, um, <laughs> oh, I thought y'all were just singing really loud. I didn't realize y'all were just arguing. Well, that also happened, but um, but we also, yeah, no, I I was shouting about how the last season of Game of Thrones ruined everything, and then then she was our. We just, we yelled. Me and a guest of mine yelled at each other for most of the end of the game about Game of Thrones. So it's <laughs> worth bringing up at least. Yeah, there was a, there was a tweet, I think Fandle put it out, where it was like Patrick Mahomes right now against uh, the San Francisco defense. And it was Jon Snow at the, <laughs> the battle where he pulls his sword out and everyone's running at him. And I was like, too soon, because I'm still not sure how I feel about Game of Thrones. Too, I, the, the meme fits perfectly, but it's too soon. My, my wounds are still sore. Uh <laughs> I thought, all in all, I thought it was a good Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. I thought yeah, the I game was, the whole was a solid was good, game. Yeah. Yeah, I, thought I just hate good. the Half-time result. Good. But Commercials yeah. are good. If 49er fan, you probably don't agree as much. <laughs> uh, Hannah, it'll get better. It will, I promise. <laughs> oh, she's not listening to this episode, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
up now moving on from the Super Bowl, and we got to touch on this because I know there's at least one guy y'all are going to want to mention. Well, one I want to throw out the NFL awards. Lamar Jackson unanimously unanimously won MVP. Good for him. There was a really cool video where it was basically like all the young kids and the Ravens put together. It was like all young kids wrote letters to Lamar Jackson, and it was just basically saying how he inspires them and how awesome he is. And it was a really cool video. We'll post the show notes. Um, other big awards, uh, defensive player of the year went to Stephon Gilmore. There. Um, I think there was a few offensive player of the year. Uh, the I receiver think, in New Orleans, uh, Michael. Michael Thomas got offensive, offensive player, player of the year. year. Yeah. Both have got offensive rookie of the year. Kyler Murray got or defensive rookie of the year. Kyler Murray got offensive rookie of the year. And then the uh, Baltimore Ravens coaches kind of racked up all the the head coach of the year and assistant coach of the year, which is understandable. But what I want to get into was the Hall of Fame inductees. And we had some. Right. We had at least one that I think LJ and Dad are both going to be pretty fond of. Here's the list: was we had Troy Polamalu in his first year eligible, got Fantastic. inducted to the Hall of Fame. Yes, absolutely, Ed, agreed one hundred percent. Edron James got in. Uh, Steve Hutchinson, guard from he played at Minnesota and Seattle. Isaac Bruce, who's the second all-time leader in yards behind Jerry Rice as a receiver. Uh, and then I, uh, there might be more. This is the second one I got. There's coaches and stuff, but these are just the players. Steve Atwater got in yeah. from the Denver Broncos. Where did he play college at? Uh, U of University of Arkansas. So is this the one in Fayetteville? Good. That'd be this the one in Fayetteville, yes. Particularly close to both Pops and LJ. Yeah. Is that the one y'all want to y'all want to talk about off the top? Is that the one that y'all were happy well, to I see, do, Steve Atwater? Just, before we like leave it, I do think Edger and James might have snuck in personally. But Okay, I do want to ask y'all's thoughts on that. You know, I, do, I like Edger and James, but I kind of thought, yeah, I think he kind of snuck in. Which, good yeah. for him. Well, I like him. Yeah. I mean, Did you know, he, I, was he I, before, or after, or right in the same time as Marshall Falk? He was well, before, right before Falk, wasn't he? Or I was just after. after. Or is he after? He's just after because Marshall Falk. Because Marshall Falk was a Colt, right? Yeah, and then when he went to St. Louis, that's when James came, came in to, to Indianapolis. Okay. okay, and then he ended up going to Arizona and doing fine. So I was wondering, Edger and James, it did seem like I was like, whoa, Hall of Famer, because he got in and Reggie Wayne missed the cut. It was Reggie Wayne's first uh, chance to get in. I thought that was interesting that Edger and James is in over Reggie Wayne, but Edger and James was one of those running backs. I think he kind of helped, along with Marshall Falk, helped kind of move to where these running backs were very three down, but very heavily used in all facets mm-hmm. of the game, passing, catching. Yeah, true. And true. he was big in that Peyton Manning Colts run. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. But I, I agree. I agree. I thought it kind of snuck in. I thought Steve Hutchison, who uh, you see him as a guard, kind of, uh, people don't guard. Offensive linemen are interesting how they get in because yeah. it's not like a running back or a receiver or a quarterback where they just put up stats. Steve Hutchison blocked in front of Sean Alexander's year in 07 where he had the rushing title oh, and God. broke the rushing touchdown record. And then he also was blocking in front of AP's year when he broke the rushing yard record, almost or almost broke the rushing yard record and went for like 2,100 yards. So Steve Hutchison not only was a great guard, but if you just want to look at some stats to show it was good, look at the running back stats behind him. Yeah. Uh, I was a big fan of Troy Palmalu getting in. Absolutely. I think yeah. everyone pretty if much. If anyone had, deserved a uh, first year in, it was him. I mean, if it was him or Reggie Wayne. There was, was I don't know if there was a safety. I mean, we talked about Ed Reed before. Those are the two safeties. Because Sean Taylor's career was cut shorter, those are the two safeties who career – they were so – every game was so fun to watch them. Every play yeah. was so fun yeah. to watch them. Yeah. Isaac Bruce, did you, did you think it was – I like that Isaac he got in Bruce. now. Did yeah. you think he should have got in earlier, Pops? I, I liked Isaac Bruce. He he was very productive for a good long time. You know, he was part a of that. A long time, uh, yeah. Uh, well, I didn't really show second. In, yeah, but the greatest show on turf. Um, I I liked Isaac Bruce getting in. I always have liked He him. was very productive. I don't think he was necessarily like up there with the – like you're not going to say he's one of the top two tight ends of all, or receivers of all time, 
but he played for so long and and was productive for a very long time. Yeah. So with I a plethora of quarterbacks got... too, like it wasn't yeah. just under like Jerry Rice had two of the best quarterbacks to ever play football thrown to him. And Isaac I thought Bruce his had, name, I mean Kurt Warner and other people. So right, yeah. I, I thought he was one of those one of those names that it was interesting that he got in. I he probably went Isaac Bruce. I'm not sure I remember him, but if you look up, very solid for a very long time. And then all right, let's get to it. Yes. <laughs> That bad man playing on the back end for the Broncos for so many years, Steve yeah. Atwater. I'm going to go to Pops first because he has a little more memories of Steve Atwater watching at U of A too. What you think? You're pretty. I'm sure you were pumped to see him again. Oh, absolutely. Right? I, you know, he. I went to college with him, so we well, had classes. Like, can I? Can I ask? Like he, he was at U of A while you were at U of A, right? Absolutely. Okay, I did not realize yeah, that. Yeah, we we that. took University Physics one, and I'm just telling you, University Physics is not an easy you class. Told, yeah. Okay. Do Do Razorback players show up to classes? He did. I mean, well, it, was, it was not an SEC school at the time, right? <laughs> no, we were still the Southwest Conference. <laughs> yeah, things are different now, buddy. We're in the SEC. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they do anymore. But uh, Atwater was in class. You know, I I want. I think we might have had some discussion in passing about a, a class a thing, but I maybe remember that fondly. No, you surely know. you guys like hung out on Friday nights. Right? We did not <laughs> hang out on Friday night, but I do remember we had not to go to Maxine's together. We <laughs> had a place uh, uh, that we played basketball. You know, I used to play a lot of pickup basketball. We had the sure. Hyper Building. And there were like four or five full courts in there. You could always get a game. And Atwater would come in there and play. And, and I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm just, he is a very well put together <laughs> man. I mean, just, he is, yeah. he is I mean, really right. built very nicely and was a good ball player. Just a friendly guy, super friendly guy and, and uh, took college seriously, you know, took real classes and, and uh, was nice to everybody that I ever saw him ever around. I, I, Truly liked him. Then he went to the Broncos, which was where LGL takeover and had a hell of a career. Yeah, so he might have been a nice guy off the field, but when he was on the field for the Broncos and the Razorbacks, he was not quite. I mean, you that would nice. apologize for catching a ball over the middle. Yeah. Like he was not a friendly man on a football field. Christian McCoy is still feeling that hit. Yeah, so LJ, that was kind of right in the era of when you were really getting into the Broncos, right? Watching yeah. Steve Atwater just and I, I wanted so. The biggest hit probably people remember is that if you type in Steve at Christian Okoye, his <laughs> name true. pops up instantly. <laughs> that true. hit, and we'll put that, I think it's been the show notes a few times, but we'll yeah. put it again because that hit may be the best hit I've ever oh, seen. Yeah, And, um, and, and, and Okoye outweighed him by like 50 pounds or yeah. something well, like that. Well, wasn't Okoye known as the big guy you don't, yes. you don't yeah. hit like that? He was Derrick Henry like, of his day, yeah. yeah. And his day there had big no ass running backs. Like... <laughs> There was not a man that Atwater wasn't willing to take on head up in the hole, and he and he usually won those battles. Yeah. Uh, another big hit that was that I watched recently was in Super Bowl Thirty Two. Is when the Broncos were playing the uh, Packers. Packers heavily favored, and it was Packers, late in yeah. the game. It was late in the game. Brett Favre threw a ball, uh, and Atwater broke up the play. Not only did Atwater break up the the pass. He knocked the receiver out, himself out, and the de- <laughs> other defender out. He knocked all three of them out, and. It is interesting watching that game back. You go, wow, all three of those guys just had concussions. Yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. Real concussions. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I wanted, before I get into that, I wanted to talk about the game in general. I kind of rewatched some of the game. And LJ, did you get to watch that game? That was John Elway's first Super Bowl. So correct? this was, so this was one of the first games. Do you remember what year that was exactly? Just 97? So right? They won 97, so 98? They would have put me at eight or nine years old. Yeah. Me and the Super um, Bowl, the same, same age. So it would have been 97. Yep. Yeah, so so uh I would have been like eight ish years old, yeah. And uh 
So that was the first year that I was like a Broncos fan and it worked out pretty well to be a Broncos fan. And that's why I've set through this bullshit. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, the, the only thing I really remember from that. So uh, without having to like go back and rewatch was the helicopter, the Elway helicopter move. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. That's about what I remember from that particular game. And then the fact that they won. Was that the Terrell Davis uh, migraine game, or was that the next Super Bowl? That was the. I believe that was the same game where uh, Terrell Davis said he couldn't see, and they were like, "We're yeah. not even giving you the ball. We just need you in, or they won't. They won't Doesn't buy matter. a fake. Yeah. yeah, you don't yeah. have to see. Just go in. Howard they Griffin is taking us to the in. promised land. It's got to <laughs> yeah. be TD. Um, but that's about. I. I. Because you're talking Steve Atwater. I was a young fan. I did not believe in defense the way that I do nowadays. So I don't. I don't remember the whatever. Uh, Knockout play. I'll have to look that up. That's amazing. But well, so for you historians out there, and Dad, I don't know if you'll remember, you'll remember as I start explaining it, but this was late in the game. The Broncos took the lead. The Packers are trying to make a drive to win it, and then they got Brett Favre, who we talked. Brett Favre was talked a lot about, like similar to the way Patrick Mahomes, the about, gunslinger. He, the yeah, he's gunslinger. the gunslinger. He can go score. Well, I and think they're down by like six points. I mean, a touchdown could win the game. It's they, it's they need a touchdown the to win. It, I believe it's like the NFL. <laughs> there's about a minute and a half left or so it's it's late in the game and and brett Favre's looking for a touchdown to win it this is third down he throws over the middle looks like the guy's open and as i mentioned atwater not only breaks the play up he blows the play up <laughs> but then then right after so that knocks out not only atwater but it knocks out the starting corner on that side yeah and it's fourth and 10 and you hear the the, the mic'd up clip goes to shanahan he's like we're down Atwater. We're down whatever the corner's name was. We don't have three of our starting defensive backs. And it's fourth down. This, if you were a Broncos man watching, you were sweating because it's fourth <laughs> and 10. Brett Favre. And now your three best defensive back, three or four best defensive backs are out, including the Hall of Fame, Steve Atwater. Mm-hmm. And they end up winning the oh, game. Oh, that sounds was, so good was, to hear. Just to interrupt you real quick. That sounds so good. <laughs> they to end hear up winning the game. There's a really cool moment with Shanahan and John Elway where John Elway was similar to, uh, Andy Reid, where he really didn't know what to say. He was just pretty pumped. Because Elway was kind of old at that point, right? This was towards the end Oh, yeah. Well, he had lost yeah. three of them already. So. Uh, I just rewatching that game. That was a huge moment in Atwater. It was a very Atwater play. Just going to blow it up however he can. Um, my thought on the game, though, Pops, I had to ask. The scoreboard, and I w- actually watched a recent – I was watching a lot of old sporting events. So I watched an old uh, Kobe and Shaq game recently in the finals. They didn't – in both instances, the scoreboard, time and clock – is not up at all times in the yeah, game. It kind of pops up every now and yeah. then. That drove me crazy. Yeah. Drove me crazy rewatching this. Yeah. I was like, "How much time is left? I don't know." Yeah. Do you remember that back in the day, pops? When I, what I, you broke up a little bit. What were you saying? I'm sorry. So now, when you watch the Super Bowl at all times at the bottom of the screen, unless you can they're see showing the clock a replay, and the score, there's always showing the clock and the score, right. timeouts and all that. Right. In that game, and also in the the old Lakers game I was watching this past weekend, the scoreboard pops up every now and then. It's like a bug. They'll pop up every now and then, but it's not consistently up. So I don't know. Like that hit happens. I'm like, okay, it's – and I think they're saying it's fourth. I don't know fourth and what. How much time's left? Do they have a timeout? Like, what situation? Was there a yellow I don't line? know instantly. Was there a yellow line for first? Uh, no, 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 yellow no, line. no yellow line. Not back then. No. Oh. And it was – I was like, how did they watch without knowing exactly how much, like normal, yeah. in that instance, if I'm watching today's game, I'll go, okay, it's fourth down. They still have two timeouts. So even if the Packers don't get it, they could stop the clock twice. Like I'm already <laughs> right. calculating all this up and I'm watching that game and I have no idea for sure if it's fourth down or not. You know, what's crazy is now that you mentioned that, that's how coaches watch football. Like that's how they experience football games is like, we're sitting here. We know every statistical anomaly going on. Yeah. 
whatsoever. And we have a clock in front of us while we're watching our players. Like the coaches, on the other hand, are like trying to look at eight different things at one time. They're like looking around the entire field <laughs> to understand just what down and distance, how many seconds left in the play clock. Oh, yeah. And then the game clock. And then, yeah, it's still the fourth quarter. Like there's a lot of information to take in all over the place. That's that's interesting. Do you, do you remember watching games like that, Pops? Do you, I don't remember when this happened, but I just couldn't believe you. I didn't have a, a, a ticker. Oh, I remember when the crawl started, and it was the most annoying damn thing ever. It was just like, <laughs> it was too, annoying as hell because you're like, it's distracting, and now it's just there. It's just part of it's just part yeah. of it. Who had the crawl first? Was it uh, ESPN or CNN? That's a good I don't question, know. LJ. <laughs> uh, a good, I was going to say the bottom line, but on ESPN, but I don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> One of those two, I bet you. Um, do you do you think the reason the scoreboard wasn't like omnipresent wasn't always there was because TVs were different? We didn't have huge, you know, forty inch, fifty. I mean, everyone everyone's got big TVs. That's now. the only part. Do you of think it. it was because the TVs were different and couldn't always have a ticket? Well, or? probably, and nobody just thought about it. It's like, why don't we just put the clock down there in the little corner but you're right the tvs were smaller you may not could see it you'd be like well what is that little <laughs> dot in the bottom <laughs> yeah you, know? you you watching in the time like watching the time you probably didn't think i need to i need to know what the time is instantly but now me in my whole life i've always been able to look straight down and go okay there's a minute and 49 seconds left and it's time out yeah. i've always been able to see that was something that not being able to see it. I was like, I'm not even, one, the game's already been decided. This isn't even a live game. Two, it's the Broncos and Packers who aren't my aren't the Cowboys. <laughs> so, but I'm still like, oh my God, how much time is left? I need to know this information. So that's it's funny. just driving me crazy. I thought you know, that's funny. an interesting thought too, is like, I remember big screen TVs back in that era. I mean, they were like 240p. Like the, the, camp, the video quality on a big screen TV was garbage back then too. So like, yeah, was not good. You're seeing a square of blur if there's a score up there, like unless they take up the whole screen with it. So, yeah, the TVs of the time probably had a huge deal to do with it. And then, like Dad said, nobody thought to do it yet. I think probably the biggest thing is it just hadn't come up. Like no one's sat in that production meeting and thought, well, what if we showed them the clock the whole time? It never came up. So when they do the confetti, when they do the confetti, it's in the shape of Lombardi trophies, right? Oh, is it? I think it is. Oh, and my question know. is, why? Because you didn't notice. Why did they get this paper cut into the damn Lombardi trophy? Like, that's such a waste. Make the damn rectangle. Like, why are I they thought wasting it was a money? Rectangle. I don't know. No some one of will the ever know. Some of, some of the confetti actually were old tweets that had on them. Were they really? Darren, Darren Ravel picked one up, yeah, and it was... And it was, it was like it was Roger Goodell it. saying, we didn't see anything in the elevator <laughs> tape. Hopefully nobody sees it. <laughs> well, well, the it one really that he just was shredding. highlighting... <laughs> the one that he was highlighting was a tweet, and this is kind of a, a tweet from like 2011 from Patrick Mahomes that said, damn, it must be really cool to say I'm going to Disney World after the Super Bowl. And then he did oh, say I'm going to Disney World after the Super cool. Bowl. But I'm with you, LJ. What the hell? What's the point? How many people even notice that that's – it's just confetti. Someone just let the confetti you. drop. You'll never so know if someone doesn't tell you, so why do it? Like, I guess it's a souvenir if you're there, right? You could get a piece of confetti from the Super Bowl, and it's in the shape of the Lombardi Trophy. That'd be cool. I guess. Yeah. Where are you going to keep that? You going to frame it? You going to frame it? Where are you going to keep that ticket that you went to see John Mayer at? You know, I don't know. You probably got some of that stuff. Well, that's right? frameable. Like I feel like that's more frameable than a piece of confetti shaped. Like, but you have your Super Bowl thing. ticket. I'd, you have that confetti that shows I'd you. I frame it with the you Super have... Bowl ticket. Yeah. Good points. Good points. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess actually, you guys are dead on there. I. <laughs> what changed his mind, Kev? Yeah, that's I'm rare. Glad we are. All right, we mentioned we mentioned how awesome TVs are nowadays. So I did. I want to ask you guys a question. Okay. Would you rather the cheapest ticket for the Super Bowl, the previous Super Bowl Fifty Four, was seven thousand six hundred ninety five dollars? That's including fees an hour before kick. 
That that's the second highest average ticket in Super Bowl history. So, would you rather pay seventy seven hundred dollars for a Super Bowl ticket, or you could get? I could give you one or the other for free. I'm giving it to you for free. All right. So either you get that ticket, or you can get a seventy five inch LED four K TV. That's a four thousand dollar value. Which one would you rather have? Uh, I mean the TV probably, even though it's cheaper technically. But like, you get the memory of going to the Super Bowl. Who's in, in the Miami. game? I mean, it, are the Broncos playing this past Super Bowl? Then give me the TV. Bowl. Give me the. Well, no, I'm taking the ticket so I can take. I'll give it to Hannah. I guess. Oh, look at him, man. <laughs> I thought Andy Reid was good with his trophy wife oh, comment. Look wow. at LJ. Again, she will not listen to this. I promise we'll you. We'll have to tell her. We'll have to tell her you said it. We'll yeah. No, yeah. Know. That's if, if everyone who listens to this can text uh, Hannah and say, oh, my God, LJ is so sweet. Then we're good. But otherwise, <laughs> she'll never care what I just said. She might, so. she might roll her eyes more than she was during the, the end of that, 40, that 49ers game. Pops, what do you think? Do you think you take that $4,000 value? You know, I would, and I'll tell you why. I've been to a Super Bowl. I went to the wardrobe malfunction Super Bowl. I was lucky enough to see it. Did you get to see the wardrobe malfunction? I I couldn't see it. I was up in the stands. I couldn't see it. I think you were also in the bathroom. bathroom, Were you not in the bathroom? (laughs) I don't know if I, maybe. I might have been in the bathroom. That's the story I've heard. I think that is right. Maybe that's the story you told. (laughs) <laughs> but I would take the I would take the TV. You know, it's it's an experience everyone should do one time. But I mean, you can watch that TV for a long time. You can watch a lot of well, Super but Bowls you on know. TV. So as you say that, my brain goes into what's the next step in technology? Are we watching VR glasses when we watch sporting events in the future? Like, are we watching big TV screens, or is there another way that we're being entertained? Like, maybe TVs are like at the edge of their usefulness. Just throwing it out there, and I, I've just. As a man who will constantly tell us that, you know, like, let's let's spend the money on experiences. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that is something that I've heard Pop say multiple times. I, and I agree with you 100% on that. D- no, I, and that's a fair retort. That is a fair retort. But I will say that football is so perfect on a big screen TV. I mean, it just sets it's, up. It's better it, than the game. Yeah. It's almost better than the game. And the beer is a lot cheaper. So A lot cheaper. And the well, bathroom is a was lot gonna, closer. <laughs> I was going to throw out the, the argument that it is really nice to watch the game where I can hear the game. I can see the com- uh, Say what you want. I think it's silly how we tune into the commercials, but the commercials are fun. That's a part of the Super Bowl. Okay, I can so here's a different one that I think is tougher. And I'm on my couch, like that said, I'm at my couch with LJ's cheese dip yeah. and beer. That's not $18 a pop. So Here's here's why I think it's tougher. Would you rather watch the, the entire Final Four live or on TV? And I give you the, the brand new 4K TV. Hmm. Who's in the Final Four? <laughs> 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 we'll probably... If the Razorbacks are in it, I'm going to the Final Four for sure. <laughs> okay. Well, I just think it's interesting that it's even bloods. a conversation because when we were watching Super Bowl, when Dad was watching Super Bowl 32, it wasn't even a conversation, right? Yeah. You take the, you're you going take the to, the game. to the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just think it's interesting that it is a conversation. But hell, like that LJ said, we might be like virtually at the game in five years. Who knows? So. Who knows? All right. Before we get out of here, I do want to remind you once again, just because this NFL season is over does not mean – you have to quit gambling. You can still win some money. In fact, over at my bookie, LJ, I think you have an interesting futures bet that's NFL related, right? Yeah. So, uh, what's your favorite team and coach? The the number, yeah, my favorite. <laughs> uh, the number of games, uh, the over under is sixty seven point five. What do you think, both of you guys? I want to hear your pick. How many games does John Gruden coach as the Raiders head coach? Now, are we counting games he's already coached or like 67 and a half more games? 67 and a half games will he coach as a Raiders head coach. So that's a good question. It doesn't say now that you're saying that. Oh, preseason doesn't count. But yeah, I guess his like 
because he coached a season at least as the Raiders head coach before. Well, this they signed new contract, him to it. Right? Yeah, yeah, and they signed him uh, to an eighteen-year, fifty. I think it was ten-year, ten, a hundred million, ten-year, hundred million. Oh, I remember very well. Ten-year, hundred million. Um, um, I would say he coaches. Let's see how many. Six, so that's four point two, four point three years in sixteen. If you do sixteen games a year, so no play. Which if their record stays he, relatively static, that's a pretty. That's a lucky number to hit four and a half years. You pay him, but when you go $100 million, you're kind of going all in on it. I think he, I think he does over, especially once they get Tom Brady to come to Las Vegas. Oh, God. Saying this offseason. Pops, what are you saying? I'm saying over, too. I'm, I'm putting yeah. Tom Brady everywhere, by the way. I don't know if y'all noticed this. I got Tom Brady going to like eight different teams. Yeah. Because, right, he's coached two years, hadn't he? Yeah, right. and then I think another year before this, right? So he's. Uh, but, 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 but does it say the Las Vegas Raiders? No, the as Raiders. I mean, I'm looking at my wow. bookie. I, all I can tell you is it says, John Gruden total games as Raiders head coach over under sixty seven and a half. Go put go to my bookie. Put in the promo code chair. Get double your first deposit. Then put your house down on it. He's going over. <laughs> He's going over. Now we're probably going to be wrong. I'll take the under. Yeah, this, you just but, sold yeah. me on the under. <laughs> yeah, you almost <laughs> sold me on the under right there, Kevin. <laughs> well. Well, depending on whether you want to back uh, back the the guys over on Just Press Play or you want to go uh, fade the guys on Just Press Play, regardless, go do it over at my bookie. Put in the promo code Chair C H A I R. Get double your first deposit and go go go. Hopefully, you'd pick the right one. Uh, that'll do it for this week's podcast. Real, I think we need to at least say Los Angeles Chargers because we mentioned every a- uh, AFC West, West team <laughs> except for the Chargers. So I didn't think, still, I mean, like the Los Angeles Chargers sound stupid anyway. I'd rather not talk about them if we can't talk about the San Diego Chargers. But <laughs> oh, we were only mentioning teams that play in football stadiums, not soccer. Hey, gotcha. okay. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for another week of the Just Press Play Pod. As always, you can catch our show notes. We should have some good stuff on the show notes. This oh, week. it's good. I mean, at the very least, Prince and to. a Christian Okoye. I mean, like. The Prince alone should have got you there. Christian Okoye alone should have got there. We're going to have both. So yeah. so it's it's going to be worth checking out. Uh, guys, we made it through another year of the NFL. It's been a good year. I wish the Cowboys would have won the Super Bowl. They uh, did not, once again, for the 18th million time in my lifetime. So, <laughs> yeah. As they say in Dallas, I mean, it'll happen next year, right? It will. Yeah, well, the Super Bowl favorites, Dallas. I mean, clearly. <laughs> clearly. So. That'll do another year of the NFL for the JBB pod. Another week of the pod. We'll be back next week with some more. Uh, who knows what we're going to be talking about next week. I mean, it, we could be off the cuff. There's I no mean, telling what Theseus ship round two, you think? Or <laughs> There's there's no Aphantasia? Telling. We into Aphantasia combos? <laughs> You'll have to stay tuned to find out. Make sure, if, and you, you're definitely going to want to hear next week's episode. So make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get and make sure you're following us on Twitter, Facebook, so you can get all the up-to-date news and notes about the pod. Guys, that'll wrap it up. I will see you again next week. Peace. 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 I'll catch you on the flippity flip. <laughs> I was thinking that, too. I don't know why. I'm a flippity flip. All right, I better go check on whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. I'll check on that. Uh, yeah. All right, peace. Peace out.